Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wonky Cast. Just before we get on to this week's show, uh, a couple of announcements of events that we're going to be attending over the next month or so. Uh, for any of you trekking over the treacherous journey across Mordor to Pefeli for the Sci-Fi Weekender, uh, we are going to be very much in attendance for that one. Uh, it's been confirmed that uh, Emma will be interviewing uh, Julian Glover at 1pm on the main stage on the Friday. Uh, I will be following up directly after that, interviewing the lovely James Cosmo on the main stage at 2pm. So do come along and check that out. Uh, also, uh, on the 28th of March, we'll be attending the launch evening for... Uh, short story anthology called Killer Bees from Outer Space uh, in which there is a story from yours truly. So we will be there uh, selling the book on that evening and there'll be signed copies available from various authors including myself who will be there for the evening. So on with this week's show. Uh, last weekend we had the pleasure of attending the 21st annual Sci-Fi Ball uh, which just moved to its new home in the Grand Harbour Hotel in Southampton. You can read the review that we wrote of the weekend on the website. I'll put links in the show notes. And over the weekend, we caught up with uh, three of the festival directors and organisers, uh, and they gave us a bit of detail about how it all came about and some of the history of the show. So uh, without further ado, here they go, the organisers of The Sci-Fi Ball. So yeah, uh, I, I guess yeah, it's happy birthday, isn't it? Twenty-first yes. birthday for you. Yeah, twenty-one years. Good lord. I know. Where did our life go? <laughs> That's like half my life. Well, it's not half. Well, it's not half mine. But yeah. Well, I was thinking, is it twenty-one years ago? I was trying to think what I was doing. I think I was sixteen and I was living in Cumbria, and I had no idea that conventions like this existed. <laughs> no. I lived in the arse end of nowhere in no. uh, in the Lake District and just had no clue that things like this existed. No, I started doing conventions when I was 19 because I did it um, as part of my thesis at college. Oh, right, okay. Because I wrote a thesis on Star Trek and comics. Sweet. So obviously to research this, you have to watch as much Star Trek as possible and go to conventions. Absolutely. Yeah, I got my thesis done, so it's fine. Very nice. Yeah, I think I, I did one on, uh, on the language of uh, role-playing. Oh, sweet. Role-playing games and, uh, and the, the language associated with those because I'm obviously a massive nerd. <laughs> Very good. But an educated one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, take me back to one year ago. How did, how did all this come about? Uh, well, I suppose it's my fault, really. That's for sure. <laughs> we, we were at college in... College? University, university. Excuse me. We were at university in Bournemouth together. I was doing a course on computer animation. I was doing my MA. And you were doing... A BA honours in tourism, business and tourism, basically. Because I'd gone back to refresh my skills as a mature student. And... Um, there were, there's always lots of uh, clubs and universities, Societies, yeah. and uh, there was no science, science fiction. No, no, so I sort of stupidly thought, oh, it wouldn't be a good idea. So I trolled off around, I, I heard from various sources that there were certain people that were really into Trek and into sci-fi, etc. So I promptly turned up on the door of the doorstep of the animation department and said, uh, is there a B. Jones in there? And there was a sort of hurried shuffle and someone disappeared underneath the desk. Um, luckily, <laughs> I managed to read. Entice her out. Yeah. Yes. I was fixing cables, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we travelled to another BA department um, to find Duncan, 
who is doing a BA also in, in, computer, in animation. computer animation and uh, various other bods turned up and James Ash who's still with us um, he he was student of the year at the university first year wasn't he? No, it didn't James. last. Didn't last no. Um, nothing to do with us of course <laughs> but yes we we opened a, a science fiction evening at university uh, which went down extremely well it was very very popular and uh, I had cleared off with my children to Glasgow to go to Contagion which was a huge Scottish convention and I met them all up there and also met some representatives from a worldwide organization a club called Starfleet Command so I bowled back and said, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if we did this? Uh, but we'd have to open to the public. And we all went, mm, okay. So we spoke to the university and we opened on a Saturday afternoon, expecting you know, 20 or 30 people to bowl in. We got 150. Wow. And uh, it then built over two or three years to three to 400 every month. Um, of course it helped that we were kind of getting shows that weren't actually aired yet, but we were at least said soon as mended about that. Um, and our lecture halls, we had a whole wing that the university had built, a new wing, and it had a lecture theatre 600 with a massive screen and another three with um, really large screens. So we were able to simultaneously plan a programme because of course this was before the internet started. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had a dealer's room, and we had a cafe, and we oh. had games. It was a little proto ball, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great fun. Um, and that's how Paul came on board. Yes, I came on board. I think it was the second month that you ran it, and yeah. uh, thought of I've been into Trek big time and sci-fi in general, and uh, I got involved, and uh, as such, uh, became the the PR operator, and uh, we started uh, sort of canvassing when we had meetings coming on nice and early through all the different media slots and as I say before that I was back faxing mm. those out it was before internet yes. and email really got going uh, and we we grew it as Anne's already said up to about 400 odd a month used to come through the door yes and that was Super. the uh, that was the pivotal moment when I suddenly thought well if we're doing this every month we might as well run a convention and I said to the others shall we do that and we all went yeah. I know it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, should we do this thing? And we said yes. Yeah, it was like, why not? You know, how bad can it be? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the first one at the Royal Bath was absolutely extraordinary. It, it, was. it rained the whole time, and when I say rain, bucketed. It was a hosepipe. <laughs> you couldn't see yeah. Yeah. Royal Bath. Apocalyptic right. torrents. Yes, <laughs> closer to the sea than we are now, and and it was absolutely you couldn't, couldn't see, see it. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the only way, for, because again, it, we weren't so PC with regards to wheelchair access in those days, <laughs> and James. He was having, James Ashley was having to go back outside to get up to a certain point and then back and he was getting blown. Yeah, yeah. And apart. soaked. Yeah, That's so we him. had our yeah. first um, outside uh, broadcast radio <laughs> yes. um, requirement by Radio Solent uh, that day. And uh, they were worried that the, the spire that was the aerial at that time, not a satellite dish as it is now, uh, was going to be hit by lightning. So we had to sit in the car or the van, yeah, and, be very, and uh, very don't very touch careful. anything metal, you know. So <laughs> we were sat right, there, okay. absolutely curled up, poised. We, we got, uh, was it the ITV came down as well to yes. go a snippet in the dealer's room yes. at that time? Yeah. 
But that um, was we had no and we had no guests, guests, no guests per se. All right, no, okay. No, because it, so it was just showing films and yes, yeah. playing yeah. games, yeah. having dinner. There was a massive, and I mean this shows you the time because the whole of the um, foyer area and the bar that was dropped down the foyer yes, <laughs> um, down in the lower area, which was not lockable, was full of dealers' tables yeah. and they were safe. Right. Yeah, we had no problems whatsoever, Not, did we? None at and all. Even the managing director came out wearing spock ears. I remember it very well. Oh and God, I forgot that. Andrew, wasn't it? Was it Andrew? No. Anyway, that aside, yes, they were all, uh, you know, very good that we got. We got had a fun 150 for the dinner on the first. Yeah, well, that was the maximum number they could, they could take. Yeah. Mm. And then the following year, we went back to the same place with our first guest, which was Richard Biggs. God bless him. Yeah. Um, and, and they had 258 split us, yeah. we put into the main restaurant then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it really didn't work for us mm. because it somehow lost its atmosphere to yeah. because to explain the first ballroom we had was an art deco ballroom. Right. And it was all green and black and atmospheric and we hung flags down the walls that Anna had made and we had all these massive balloon arches oh, and wonderful huge displays. Balloons. And yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal and it was great fun, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was. And then we just got too big. Mm. Very quickly. So we cast about and we found the Carrington House Hotel in Which the was the moat house. house at the time. Mm -hmm. It was the moat house, that's correct, yeah, you're right. And it was quite lovely and it had the ambassador suite downstairs. We could sit theatre style nearly seven hundred okay. and um we could we could really have a good uh dinner area and uh, we had the president suite above which was about two-thirds of the size which was a massive dealer's room we had the windsor suite which was another big big room yeah we, we pretty much we grew into that yeah. hotel right yeah. Yeah. so if there was a room we were like oh, we could all do the space yes yeah. quite yeah. absolutely well it was the biggest we researched it and looked around yeah. and it was the biggest dual yeah. conference facility and bedroom facility hotel mm. in yeah. in the area and that went yeah. right up through to london really even southampton couldn't top it no. right and in reality probably you know it's still it's still, about, still it much still is but they just took away the com after 18 years they took away the conferencing facility well industry. yes that was that was actually down to the fact that it was bought by am i allowed to say uh, yes well, absolutely you can say whatever you like on this <laughs> <No>. show <laughs> well it was bought by britannia hotels right, okay. and essentially at first we thought we we weren't going to have a contract honored and then they they had a meeting with us and said oh yes we will and we, we own another four hotels in bournemouth and um We'll bring in the staff from everywhere else, and uh, they didn't. Simply put, um, cut long story short, uh, we felt it necessary to move, mm -hmm. um, as they were going to put bedrooms into the flat spaces. Right. Um, so here we are. Um, Paul good move. It was a very good move. Twenty-one years later, at the Grand Harbour now. Yes. Mm. How, yes how's, how is the venue bearing up? very very well the staff are wonderful they have been so welcoming and they've joined in I mean, I, 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 i've got to admit i loved when i got here seeing them in starfleet outfits yeah, that, I know. That very, and they did cool. that by themselves yes. yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with us that's genius they're already planning their costumery for next, <laughs> next year, year. <laughs> oh that's yeah. brilliant yes, yes. Wow. I did hear someone say they wanted the Danish pastries for their ears, please. <laughs> yes, I know. Don't, Don't look at me like that. That's reception staff for you. Yeah. They're going Star Wars. Princess Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Less metaphysical, more physical buns. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and of course, we've all let out the bag now that we're going to be here next year. 
Mm. Oh, well, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they've been incredibly helpful, incredibly uh, hospitable. They really, they, they've all to a, at the last detail have been excited. Mm. Um, I think Sylvester said when he was picked up from the station that he actually thought that the concierge was part of our crew because he was so chatty and all up about it and all the rest of it. So it's lovely. I guess it's not something that they've done here before then. Never. No, no. <laughs> never. 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 We are the first people, um, company, mm -hmm. to have totally booked the whole hotel in its entirety wow. for a weekend in 13 years. Okay, that's pretty cool. And yeah. of course we've got attendees scattered around the Premier Inn and the Holiday Inn and Yes, everywhere the manager else. of the Premier Inn has already been over to find out what all the fuss is about. <laughs> along the lines of, what are you guys doing that's filling my hotel? Right. Like that. <laughs> we do, absolutely. So what's the sort of numbers of attendees now, 21 years later? Well, oh, well the thing is, the ball in and of itself is a finite space. Yes. So um, when it comes to actually the dinner, it's the full weekend ticket is as many as we can sell for dinner. Yeah. And last night was absolutely rammed. It was packed. Yes. So it's no more than that, that's for sure. I mean, it was what? 300 three, and something. 300 and something, mm. 50, three, yeah, roughly. So 300, roughly. Yeah, yeah, roughly. something like that. Plus uh, daytime registrations coming in for the days. Yeah. You know. I was going to say, so I mean, kind of all told for the conference itself. Five, six hundred, okay. you know. Over the weekend. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do have the capacity to take day registration on top, mm. quite, quite a large, and we would love to see more people, you mm. know, during the day. Yeah, because it, it is a thing that once you get past the, oh, I'm a bit scared about this, this thing going on in here. Once you get past it and you see all the wonderful stuff you can come and play with. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where the hell have you been all this time? Yeah, been I was doing this say, 20 the, years. the offering is very, very yeah. cool here because there's a, there's a whole lot of different stuff going on. You mm. can go and play board games, you can... You know, how, how did you kind of put... Did that just grow organically? Yes, or? basically. Yes, it did. And, and of course, the thing is, we have quite a diverse crew who, who have all sorts of specialities and interests mm. and so it became diverse through them too because everybody brings ideas to the table because we are very much a team mm. um, and we we every year we start throwing ideas out and and one of our new newest crew members said well we do board gaming do you think we could do something with that and we said absolutely so mm. of course now we have last couple of years we've had board games which is very cool I found out yesterday there's now a Homeland board game <laughs> which is a, of one of the, all the shows you can think of to make a board game out of Homeland, Homeland. just not one of them I, I read read through the rules and was just like yeah that's, that's not one to play late at night when you've been drinking that's what <laughs> you want to seriously think yes, about you've got to think yes yeah. mm. but I mean it's, it's things like um, Annie and I go and we do a lot of other shows basically yes. to tell everybody that there is another way because mm. these days there's so many signing events which is essentially yeah. like shopping for autographs yeah and that, that's the big ones like the MCM Expo and London Film and Comic Con and there yeah. is obviously obviously there's a huge market yeah, for there it yeah there is but I, I think they're very much changing to being the kind of more uh, American event led events if you know what I mean they're, yeah. they're using them to launch things out and yes they are mm. yeah, yes. I, I, I yeah. kind of find it difficult calling them Comic Cons now because they tend to just shove comics right at the back of it and yeah kind of change it around a lot but uh, yeah. yeah so uh, yeah I, I think that the feel here is very very different it's a it's a very very friendly very inclusive yeah. event it's a, bit, yeah. it's a lot different to other conventions because other conventions you know there's like five events you want to go to and they're just all around this place and you, 
you spend most of the convention just walking from one side to the other yeah. and it's as it's all packed into one hotel you don't have to leave the hotel if there's loads of time for you just to relax then then when you go somewhere else and you know that you have to make a whole plan of what you want to do yeah i mean that's it in its entirety we want to lock 500 geeks in a hotel for the weekend make sure they have as much fun as possible in the 72 hours we have them and mm. if they've gone to sleep they've missed something <laughs> Absolutely. That's the ball in a nutshell. That's it. I, I'm exhausted yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can only imagine how tired you guys are. And we haven't finished yet because we've, we've still That's got uh, the closing ceremony. We've still got universally challenged. Which what, is, what is that? I, I've, I've seen it on the on the bill, but I know nothing about it. Well, essentially, universally challenged is our version of, of universally challenged. Okay. And it's filmed on stage just like the actual game show. So we have uh, four pack four. Uh, contestants on each team. Mm -hmm. uh, I ask the questions. It's all on our digital game board, so all the questions come up. Their scores are behind their heads, and it's mm. filmed just like oh. the TV show. So when they see it back, it looks like they've been on television, and they get so scared up there, wow. like they are actually on television. I'm saying, I mean, the, the level of the tech you've got here is amazing. <laughs> uh, the production values of this are amazing. Yes. yes. Well, we're geek techs as well. Um, you know. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I was because I, mean, I, I did lighting and sound. Design. I did a performing arts degree and did lighting and sound and stuff as part of that. So I, I kind of come down and go, oh, yeah. it's all, I love the big <laughs> screen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 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 brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, so we've, we've got that this evening and then it kicks into the karaoke. And mm. while the karaoke is, is doing, that's when we have our dead dogs dinner. Mm. Okay. Which is, that's what we are at that point, and it's a it's a meal for the whole crew because by that point everything else is finished. Mm -hmm. The karaoke is taking care of itself, yeah. and uh, we get to share a nice meal between the gosh seventy or eighty of us that are running this event, and mm. have this great like kind of melting pot of how was your convention? Mm. What was your best bit? What was your best bit? Because that's that's kind of the sort of like the nub mm. of it, you know. Because we're all friends, but we get to meet one another very rarely now, mm. and this is like. Let's all talk to one another now and tell one another about the three days of intense experience we've just had and yeah. share that moment yeah. and mm. eat. And eat. <laughs> yes. 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 Actually stop and digest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. We are a very inclusive family, if you like. In fact, I was coming up in the lift with um, Angela, who hadn't been, she hadn't been able to come for a couple of years or so. And she said she was so glad she was back. A, she hadn't told anybody she was coming, so they were all, you know, squeeing all over the place when they saw them. And she said, it's just like coming home. She said, it's amazing. She said, I'm so glad we're back. And that is the aim that we've had, and I certainly had at the very beginning, that we would provide a venue and somewhere where you could get the most out of it, didn't matter how old you were, whether you had families, whether straight, gay, whatever color you happened to be, it didn't matter. Um, we're all nerds underneath. You're all nerds at heart, <laughs> didn't matter what professional background you came from, there is a common denominator, there is a level playing field, everybody gets on socially and it's just, it's just worked mm. and, and that people would come back year after year and that's what exactly they have done. Mm. Mm. Now th uh, there's obviously uh, th there's the charity side to this. Which Absolutely, you, there is. Uh, yes. Kind of wanted to touch on that a bit. Uh, is that something that's always been a part of yes, it from yes, the start? Yes, day yes. one. Is it always the same charity, or no. is it, do you no. change? Yes, we started off with the Macmillan Unit at Christchurch Hospital. Okay. I lost my husband through cancer, and I think a number of us have all had uh, brushes or incidents with cancer, and mm. so when we first decided we were going to do the a local event type scene we said well 
we need a, a, a charity and so I went down to the Macmillan unit at Christchurch Hospital and met with the trust manager and he was a very sober chap called Mr Dawson who was actually turned out to be wonderful but when I, I, I went suited and booted mm -hmm. I thought I'd better scrub up and go down there looking smart and I sat there in his office and I said uh, Mr Dawson this is what we're actually proposing and we would like you to come along for the dinner and we we propose to raise money for your charity and he said oh well, well yes that sounds really wonderful and what do you do and I told him and he went right and he kind of sat back in his chair and looked at me and I said really it's not that scary and he came along and he just loved it absolutely loved it and in tandem with that we managed to recruit an MC a toast a proper toastmaster who had presided for the president of the Queen and at the Dorchester etc very nice. um, very elegant chap um, with his red coat and tails and uh, the first event he did with us was very funny, wasn't it? Jaw, draw, jaw dropping for him. Mm. Yeah. And he came up to us afterwards because he was obviously like we do now. You know, you, at those days we gave a little slip in with the with the uh, compact, uh, and they put their name that they'd want to be introduced by mm. on people. Because uh, Ron was getting these slips given to him with all sorts of <laughs> really <laughs> way out names. And he was really spot on with them, you know, and doing his best and with a commanding voice. Uh, and uh, afterwards he came up to us. Yes, exactly. And he came up to us afterwards uh, and he said, he said, I don't, it, this is super. He said, if you want me again, I'll be there. You know, yeah, he was he a did, great, he did, great guy. He did guy. the next 18. Wow. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately he is very elderly now mm. and um, <coughs> he's had to retire sadly. And he's lost his wife as well, yes, which is, uh, yes, so he's yeah. he's retired. Uh, yeah. But he wants B to do the course because she's got such a commanding <laughs> voice. Yes, he does. Uh, I do need to do uh, that. But uh, he was a super chap, and uh, we miss him. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. We it do. Miss gave him. a certain je ne sais quoi. Je, yeah, mm. yeah. Especially for when Prince, uh, Princess Margaret died. Do you remember? Yes. And he made the entire room stop for a minute's service. Silence. Silence. Yeah. 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 But he yeah. got it to the second, and he had no watch. <laughs> mm. yeah, that's, Absolutely that's amazing. Yeah. But he, he yeah. was just—I can still remember him that first time. Yeah. And he said, "This is superb." He said, "So different." Yes. I've but he said, it. "I've done all these things um, all over the world." He said, "And do you know this has been the most enjoyable? May I come back next year?" Mm. And he came, as Paul said, he came mm. back for the next eighteen years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it certainly seems even like from the guests that I've spoken to, so the the, the speakers. Uh, they, they've all said that they really enjoy this event because it's so relaxed and you know they, they just get up on the stage and they do their talks and then they go off and they just mill around with people all the time because it was uh, Robert Rankin last year basically said you should come to this event because it's really really cool so that's, that's why we came along this year so oh, cool. it seems that you, you you seem to have a reputation that drag that brings people here to want to come to this event and speak mm. which is absolutely amazing I mean when you're putting together your, your panel of speakers do you kind of theme those you go oh, like we'll do a trek year or we'll do a no we've had a trek guest every single year all right okay. we've every single year because we came from being just a pure star trek show right when in the sort of like early 90s star trek was on a sort of like death Way. death knell mm. it was clear that yeah, when if, enterprise started yeah <laughs> it was clear that if we just stayed trek we would have died along with it yeah I mean, there is, you know, a wealth of science fiction out there. So mm. it was then, okay, we'll, we'll open it up and we'll, we'll cover everything else. And suddenly we started getting 
Blake Seven guests, Babylon Five guests, you know, and, and then touching on every other genre. And at that point, there wasn't that much new science fiction coming out, so it was like, well, let's mine what's gone before. Let's see what's there. You know, we touch mm. Red Dwarf and all mm. of this sort of stuff. The only problem now is it's knowing what's new, mm. because shows come and go so fast, and we have to book a year ahead. Yeah. So, say at the moment, Gotham is on. Mm. Do Will we it book still a be around yeah, next year? Do we book yeah. a Gotham guest? If we do, is it someone who's still going to be in the show next year, mm. or will they have got killed off? Because that's the thing with Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last five minutes. Dies. Game of Thrones is potluck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because when we when we picked James Cosmo, he was still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so that's a lot. It's that's quite tricky these days because yes, we will definitely have a Trek guest, but also because we've been going for twenty-one years, there's very few people in Trek we haven't got to know by now. Yeah. So it's more along the lines of who should we bring back? Mm. So um, yeah, it's it is a massive balancing act because again, once we book a guest, it's um, subject to work commitments. Yeah, of course. So this last event, we had booked Jonathan Frakes <laughs> the day before we were about to announce him. He rang up. Sorry, I've got a job. Yeah, exactly. So then it's like, right, now we have to start again and get another Trek guest and yeah. you know, and then balance it out again. So mm. we were very fortunate with Robert uh, being able to do it and be, mm. you know, be free because yeah. he's normally very busy at this time of year and he's actually taken time off. So we were fortunate to get in there and say, just hey. Just drop lucky, really. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of the ball itself, uh, so obviously this year is a steampunk theme. Yes. I'm very yeah. happy with that. I love my steampunk. I'm part of Steampunk Society, so I'm yeah. great. I'm very happy with that. Do you do a different theme every year? Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, what sort of things have you done? We've done the Dunhamini, uh, Venetian Mask Ball. We've done the Time Traveller's Ball. Arabian Nights. Uh, the Chinese Emperor's Ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had stilt walkers and mummers and things down from Covent Garden. We've had um, theatrical companies with weird and wonderful mechanisms entertaining people in the ballroom. Um, Oh, the funniest one was when um, the first Star Trek movie came out and um, everybody was wearing those white dress uniforms. Oh, golly, yes. It looked like a waiter's convention. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody was wearing exactly the same. So that was, that was about year eight or nine, and that was when we thought, we need to open this up because yes. otherwise it's just Star Trek every year. Yeah. So that's when we started actually theming the Saturday night. And then as that has gone on, we then started theming the Friday night as well, mm. so that people are getting distinctive events. And of course these days, because this fancy dress cosplay idea is coming in so strong, that is really beginning to work in our favour, and mm. so people can come and show off their, their costume, costume yeah. skills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's fair. There's been some brilliant costumes yeah. kicking around. Oh weekend. my goodness, and yes. I mean, we used to have a very quiet Sunday night, you know, we yeah. all used to chill in the bar, and then it got to the stage that we suddenly realised we were surrounded by lots of people, and we thought, what the devil do we do on a Sunday night? So that became the karaoke disco party, mm. which we can hand over to the chap that runs Absolutely. it. And we thought, oh, they'll all run home, because it's karaoke karaoke they didn't oh, they God, stay no. another extra day plus yeah so we now get people coming in on Wednesday and they're saying to us can you start earlier and we're always getting no <laughs> but you're welcome to come in on Wednesday <laughs> but you can come in on Wednesday because we still have convention rate yeah and we still have convention rate at the bar that's the most mm. important thing oh yeah yeah I noticed that mm. I, I didn't know about the discount I was like this much but it's that's much with your discount 
discount. Ooh. Yes, yes. geek discount. Yes. Very important, especially, <laughs> well. especially yeah. in lovely hotels like this. Yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. because we, you know, we, we've all been doing these for so long now. We are used to certain convention rules, if you like, which mm. is there is a convention menu and a convention bar price during the time the convention's on. Mm. So that because you're not going anywhere else, you're going to be in that hotel for three days. Yeah. So you don't want to spend a fortune on food and drink, but you do want to eat and drink yes. while you're there. Mm. And the other thing is you have to be on the ball and keep having new ideas because you want it to be fresh and new each time. Mm. You're going to have a core amount that's always going to stay the same and then after that it, it, uh, it diversifies mm. hopefully a bit more. Now, uh, another thing that I got told about before I got here was the, the, the dances. Oh, ah, yes, the dances. How, how did that come about? The, well, <laughs> well, again, the, the convention dances have been, you know, around ad infinitum. But it was getting to the point where when the line dancing started, the people who knew it were still dancing and the people who didn't had to go and sit down because otherwise they would get killed by the amount of people <laughs> moving left and right in rhythm and, in, you know, in sequence. So we started this thing on the Friday called the Con Dance Workshop so that anybody who didn't know how to do the line dancing, we would show them and explain how it works until they got it. And it, put it this way, it's become so successful we're getting copied now by other events. But we are the original con dance workshop. As we are the original evening with. Exactly. And we yeah. are the only, I believe, still the convention that feeds you. Yes. Mm. Right. Yes, as part of the thing. That used to be our strap line, didn't it? Yeah. The yeah. only convention that I think we have been copied in a few quarters. Mm. I mean, there is, there's one, I think. They, they do, like, they usually just have, like, stalls with, like, snacks and stuff. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, yeah, like, MC has, like, all of these different types of food, but you, sure. don't, have, you don't have a menu that everybody just sits no, down. No, no, no. And that's part of it, because when you sit down at a table, um, and that's one of the other things, if you're single, if you're married, whatever, you're, you're safe to come, you, you're looked after, and you make friends. Over the years, I guess, we've had so many, in fact, one couple said today, do you know it's 15 years since we met? Uh, oh no, 10 years, 15 years since we met, and we've been married 10 years now. And we've had so many of those, and they've all got families that are coming up through mm. the ranks now. But sitting at a table and eating food in convivial company, people make friends, and they become lifelong friends. Absolutely. And it's it's really good. Mm. It's like when we were sat down on the meal, and then we found out that the people who were on the other side, some one of them had the same job as. Oh yeah, one of them worked in the same office as my wife. Oh and really? On the same table, yeah. <laughs> They've been in the same building for the last four years and never met, and then they met here. <laughs> wow. Oh, craziness. Small, small yeah, yeah, yeah. World. yeah. Sat next to us on the table last night. So oh, yeah. how amazing! Brilliant wow. stories like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, just to wrap up, a bit of next year. What have we got to look forward to? Oh, mm -hmm. well, um, Mr. Frakes has said yes mm. <laughs> once again. So uh, hopefully this time he will actually get over here. Um, and we've also confirmed the Enterprise Blues Band, um, which is Vaughan Armstrong and Casey Biggs and others at our um, for the cabaret. Um, and we have a host of guests on our list to confirm. And we've also got the themes for next year oh, already yes. worked out. Yeah. Friday oh. night is children's books, and Saturday night is Gotham. 
so that cool. gives a wide spectrum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, exactly. So mm. when we say Gotham, we're hoping we're not going to get people in spandex. Quite honestly, it's <laughs> it's hopefully more 1930s, darker yeah. kind of look to yeah. it. So mm. that's where we'll be pushing it during the year. You know. Okay. I think so it'll be nobody's having anything bright yellow underwear. No, no. <laughs> little geeky no. legs everywhere. No, people run and hide at that point. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, yeah, so we always run on the second weekend of February. Um, it kind of lights up that dull time between Christmas and, and Easter mm. when you just come out of Easter and everybody, uh, Christmas and everybody's going... You've gotten over January. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's good fun. Yeah. We love it. Clearly. And we <laughs> like to share the fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Here's to another 21 years. Eh? Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you. Cool, thank Thanks. you very much for your thank time, you guys. Thank you. No problem.